Hello and welcome back after a four month hiatus to the You Show Show. I am joined by my good friend Ronnie Neely. Ronnie, hello and welcome back to the show. It's good to have you, my friend. Hello. It's good to be back. I've actually been sitting outside of the You Show Show studios <laughs> since the last time I was here, and your secretaries have been feeding me saltines and loose snacks in their purses, so I'm, I'm glad you let me back in. Orange juice. You've been outside of the picket sign. <laughs> let me back on, goddammit. When, when will he be back? Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of funny. Some, some like, like people that, like, create, you know, creative stuff, like, you, you do a podcast, you can relate. Everybody talks about, like, burnout, you know? Yeah. And, like, a lot of, like, creators are like, yeah, I had some burnout, so, like, I took a week off. Then I'm over here, like, yeah, I took a quarter of a year off, no big deal, whatever, it's totally fine. So, anyway, so welcome back. It's good to be back. Thank you, Ronnie. Thanks for coming in today. Of course. Welcome back to the studio. It looks nothing like your apartment and your house. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, Today, uh, Ronnie and I have nothing planned. Nothing. Nada. Uh, We're going to just talk we're just gonna talk until the cows come home that's what we we're like me and calvin were chatting on discord and we're like you know what the the podcasting space needs more of more white guys just talking about fucking nothing two straight white men just talking about their just, opinions yeah just giving their opinions on things just blasting things and like questionably is it you know acceptable or not who, fuck <laughs> it, who knows um so yeah, I think if this isn't your jam, I think Ronnie and I will completely understand. We get it. I get it. Um, so thank you for making it this far. If this isn't your jam, we appreciate you. We will be back in the near future, I promise. Things are in the works. It's just been difficult tracking some people down. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I feel like maybe we could touch on that, how uh, the reason we're doing this is because you were like, hey, I miss doing podcasts. You just want to like talk about some stuff because my understanding is you've you kind of you kind of tapped your your potential guest pool completely and you asked me you're like hey is there anybody you you know who would want to be on and i'm like yeah then i thought about it i'm like no probably (laughs) none of my friends would want to go on or like like they wouldn't want to be on a podcast in general so that's why i'm like fuck i can't help calvin out that's okay i think it was um i i have some people in the works it just all fell apart for one reason or another it's it's nobody's fault it's it's all except for you kenton it's all your fault if you're listening kenton you know (laughs) um but for everyone else it just like work got in the way um somebody got sick yada 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 um there's more people i can tap into i think it just kind of took like the wind out of the sails a little bit so oh absolutely um and i kind of have been concentrating on a new endeavor because i have like quasi add where i'm like new idea new project commit (laughs) everything to it until i don't like it anymore um so it's coming along so yeah so thank you ronnie for hopping in and kind of rejuvenating the spirit of the you show show i appreciate it yeah i'm glad to be here i mean i've said it a lot on my podcast i would have stopped like ten thousand times if it wasn't for the (laughs) fact that i have a patreon so Mm -hmm. i which you are gracefully a part of which i appreciate so i i have people that i am beholden to 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 give them a good time so like i i actually i'm thankful for that and that was a concern of mine when I launched the Patreon, I'm like, if, if nobody signs up for this, then I'm afraid that I'll just 
lose excitement for the podcast and not because of the Patreon not growing, but because I'd really have no reason to keep doing it. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. It, as anyone knows, it's easier not to do anything than it is to do something. So I, I lucked out that people were interested enough, but I totally am understanding of your situation. And I would have quit way before you did, if I'm being honest. Oh, dude. And like, <laughs> but I'm glad to see that your podcast. So Ronnie runs, I've mentioned this before, but Ronnie runs uh, Dancing is Forbidden and Aqua Teen Hunger Force Exploration, where you go through episodes by episode i love it i'm all caught up i have not listened to this week's episode yet so um but i did a mass dancing is forbidden marathon <laughs> that, I think like that's a so week interesting two ago i think i burned through i'm dead serious like six episodes in like two days like your voice was just in my head for like 48 <laughs> hours straight it's kind now of you know funny. how my fiance feels yeah yeah i also was cracking the fuck up you played the saint anger from metallica and it's still <laughs> in my head so like thank you but fuck you at the same time so um but anyway i'm glad to see your podcast is doing well too i, I mean that because it is I, you're you're i think you've got it like you're on discord i see people chatting that all all the time i see like people liking your posts on instagram you've got like you've got how many patreons now like uh i'm at 20 right now yeah that's awesome dude so yeah that's that's 20 more than i thought i would have <laughs> that's 20 more than i have so there you go nice <laughs> job and um, that's awesome dude and um yeah so if anyone listening is into iquitine hunger force check out dancing is forbidden it is awesome it is oh, funny thanks. and i like it and i'm not just saying that because you're here i wouldn't uh I'd tell you. I, I hope you know that. <laughs> I'd tell you. So it's funny because that's how we met was, met was through our podcast. And I just wish that that I'm like, hey, man, I checked your show out. It's it's really good. And you're like, eh, I don't really like yours. <laughs> you want to go on my podcast sometime? <laughs> Thanks, bro. Let's see you later. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to talk about we're just going to talk about like things that we've seen, things that we've been doing, things that we've been witness to. Uh, in the categories of, uh, what did we say, film, music? Uh, See, this is why I wrote it down, Calvin. <laughs> this is why I, Calvin chastised me for writing down the four topics that he mentioned. He's like, no, don't write it down. And then and now he's like, oh, fuck, what did I say? What did I say? Yeah, you, you had movies, music, TV, and video games. All right, well, you were the guest. You're the you're my maid of honor. Where, where are we going first, baby? <laughs> well, first, I would, like to, I would like to mention, just to make the listener upset, Oh my gosh. That we had a real juicy conversation before we started rolling here. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's interesting because we don't I do this live. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh it's it's interesting because I feel like that conversation was one that probably would have meant a lot to people because it is, you know, real and human. Yeah. But we we don't want to talk about it on a recording because there's specifics mentioned and stuff like that. So it's this, you know, it's really unfortunate that the the things that I think people might really resonate with who, that they might relate to, they're not going to get to hear. And and there's a podcast I want to shout out real quick that I love called Booyah 90s Now because these guys don't give their last names away or anything. So they're able to talk about that kind of stuff, which is growing. You know, it's my favorite podcast at this point because it's like nobody else talks about that kind of stuff. And yeah, just uh, feel feel sorry for the listeners. They didn't get to hear our talks about <laughs> wedding planning and, and life and, and boomers. <laughs> <laughs> boomers would be the death of me um <laughs> boomers be the death uh yes i agree 100 well but, all right to, to answer your question though uh let's start let's start with video games because i i have seen you playing magic the gathering quite a bit yeah yeah on steam and i i want to i want to get your history with magic i want to hear about it 
Okay. Yeah. Magic the Gathering Arena. I have an equal, it's an absolute 50-50 love-hate relationship with it. <laughs> so let me start by asking you, have you ever played Magic the Gathering, the card game? So, no, I did have some of the card, like the cards as a kid, because we would go to say Barnes and Noble, which if anybody doesn't know is a, is a bookstore, <laughs> but they would, I don't know if they sell anymore, but they used to sell trading cards there. Why? Wow, so that. My mom and or my, my sister and I would beg my mom like, oh, could buy us some cards. It didn't matter what the cards were. We just wanted fucking trading cards. <laughs> and so we got I, I had some Magic the Gathering cards and they looked like fucking awesome because obviously I had Pokemon. I had Yu-Gi-Oh, but Magic the Gathering, the art is like next level. Oh, it's way yeah. more detailed than those other things. Especially when it was in the 90s. That was oh, actually yeah, the yeah. best art they ever made. Yeah. So so that was like, a you know, a grown up cool Pokemon. But obviously being a kid, Pokemon you know, I was more interested in that a little bit more because I knew more about it. But I did have some of the cards. I, I understand. I've played the Pokemon card game. And my understanding is that is like a shitty version of Magic. So I, I feel like I have a rough understanding, but I've never actually played it. Magic is cool. I've never played Pokemon, so I can't relate to that. But Magic is very cool. It's it's divided up by five colors. Uh, green, red, blue, black and white. And it's really cool because when you excuse me, when you play the game, that's the beer talking. And um, <laughs> when you play the game, you really, 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 really feel like the colors that you've picked. So like uh, green is about like nature and you can like play lands. Lands is what you use to like cast spells. So normally you can only play like one land per turn, but with green, you can use spells where sometimes you're casting like two, three, maybe even four lands in one turn. So you're growing exponentially. And then you can cast these like really big druidic beasts really quick. Oh, shit. Um, red is about like mountains and dwarves. Mountain Red is about being really fast. Like a lot of red spells are very cheap. Like they only cost like one or two lands. So you can start throwing shit on the board, like literally in turn one or turn two. Um, blue is like water um where it's about like counter spells so you're not damaging your enemy but you're not letting them play what they want to play blue is kind of considered kind of like a mind fuck of a color oh that's interesting um white is kind of like a holy like a lot of white spells will gain you life a lot of um white creatures that you can play it's like when you gain light life they like buff up they get like better defense and attack abilities and then black is like swamps and it's kind of like about like death and like zombies oh shit and then you can obviously you can mix and match colors that's a really cool thing about magic that i like is like you don't have to you can play strictly one color you can play two colors the deck that i'm currently playing is three colors it's blue white and black so it's what's called um it's called a control deck so I actually won't play anything until a minimum of like turn seven. But what I will do is, oops, is um, <laughs> just dropping my wine opener. You, you'll, uh, you'll throw stuff on the ground when you get angry while you're playing it. That's what you'll do. Yeah. Oh, for, oh I, and I, you can ask my girlfriend. I get very angry when I play <laughs> the game. I love it. But this is so, so magic is a basically like the concept of it is like if you and i were playing is that you're like a wizard a sorcerer and so am i and we're flinging spells at each other we're creating okay. creatures to attack each other and it's all about like fuckery it's all about bullshit but the thing is is that when you and i are playing together and we're like sharing snacks and we're having you know a couple beers and we're laughing like when you play a spell that's really shitty i can look you in the face and be like god damn it you're an asshole and we can laugh about it right, because you right. know what you're doing and i know what you're doing but when you play online you don't get that 
And yeah. I yeah. just, some of these people just turn into these like little shit birds. And in my head, I'm like, I have to beat you just to spite <laughs> you. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Of course. Um, so I've been getting, I, I, so I played in the nineties, but, uh, uh, in the nineties I was at, like, it was like an after school daycare. And the only other people that played magic were the old, like the, like the 12 year olds when like when you're eight, like there's nothing cooler than a 12 year old. Oh, of course. They're like adults. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They like, they're like voting and buying liquor and um, <laughs> like only the 12 year olds play and they didn't, they wouldn't explain the game. So I kept buying it, but they wouldn't like properly explain it. Mm. And so I kept losing, but I had sure. like a pretty decent collection and I kicked myself in the ass. I sold it for a hundred dollars, my entire nineties magic, the gathering set for a hundred dollars. You had like seven, what is it? The white Lotus or some bullshit. You had like seven of those. No, I did not. <laughs> if I did, I would definitely be calling that person back and be like, can I buy this back? Um, for anyone that doesn't know the black Lotus is like the most expensive magic, the gathering card in the universe. It goes it's like for, tens of thousands of dollars. Yes. Right? It's, oh, yeah. it sold for like, yes. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I sold it for rent when I was in college and I, I regret it, but such is life. And, um, Oh, you, wait, you, you sold a, a black Lotus? No, no, no. I sold oh. my old, my old nineties oh. collection. Gotcha, gotcha, it gotcha. was like, it was like a whole box for about a hundred dollars cause I needed to pay rent and right, I regret right. it, but such is life. Yeah. And then I was with some friends. We went to C2E2, which is the Chicago comic-con. And, uh, it was actually funny. That was like the last thing I did. We went there as COVID was starting. Um, luckily, we're a little bit more inland in Chicago. Anyway, I remember I was talking to my friends and I was like, hey, if you if if I buy some magic cards because they were on sale there, you know, will you guys play with me? And they said yes. And then I started getting back into Magic the Gathering Arena. And like Magic the Gathering is a great game to play. It is a ton of fun and it lets you really do it how you want, which is dope. But it's also a really great game to take a break from for like six months and then come sure. back to so uh i'm sure give me like three or four months and i'll probably be like fuck that game i'm never playing it again and then yeah you'll see me on it again in like eight months so yeah it's just this like constant back and forth but um if you ever want to learn or if anyone listening ever wants to learn reach out and i'll we can hop on arena it's hard for me to want to get into something because I, I know I'm just going to get like really into it. I know I'm just going to be mad like the entire time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I've been playing. I've talked about it on, on my podcast, but a game called Slay the Spire, which I've seen on Steam that you have. I don't know if you've actually played it or not. I've, I played about, I want to say like two, maybe three hours. OK. Story so, of my life. So, <laughs> so yeah, like I, I love deck building games and card games, but I, I stay away from them for reasons that you explained partly just like getting you know mad and also like you're, you're you're just forced into meta decks in those games typically so not to say that isn't fun and i understand the appeal but it's hard for me to want to get into something knowing that that's the case but with slay the spire it's not against another person it's against the computer so so you're not like everyone who plays that game is basically helping each other because you're just sharing information and trying to get better at the game you're not trying to take each other down or anything like that and and it's like a dungeon crawl too yeah, yeah, it's a roguelike as well. Yeah, it's 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 just a really interesting mashup of these two genres. I'm not really big into roguelike games. For those who don't know, a roguelike game usually you're you're trying to 
basically beat a couple levels and then when you beat it like oh you beat the game congrats but if you die once you have to start over and typically once you beat it then you you replay it again usually stuff is all mixed up and different but but it starts to add difficulty modifiers so every time you beat it it gets harder and harder and you want to see how high you can go but normally i'm not too into those but i've just always loved deck building games but just stayed plus another problem of mine with deck building games is that usually they're very heavily monetized and it's like again i can't get into something that i know is going to cost me a bunch of money and slay the spire there's not you you buy the game and that's it you don't buy anything else yeah it's all contained it's all in it right but um something i wanted to bring up to you because you're the only friend i have that owns that game and there's actually a ton of mods and there's a mod where it makes it like a co-op game so you play it with someone else you're both like climbing through and you could like help each other out in certain ways and stuff uh, I, I don't know if you'd ever want to try that, but if you did, it'd be, I think it'd be cool to do like on your, on your stream or something. Yeah, that sounds, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Modding's a thing I never, I have never really gotten into, but, um, but yeah, I would definitely check that out. That sounds dope. So yeah. Oh, you talked about like, you talked about like it, it being like a contained set and yeah, that's another thing that's yeah. With like magic, the gathering is like those fuckers come out with a new expansion four times a year. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that it gets a little, a little annoying. Um, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it should be twice a year. I could understand that. Uh, cause then they also rotate the sets based off of which format you're playing. Right. I know. I actually know a little bit about the competitive scene because there's a subreddit called Hobby Drama that I read. And it's literally just drama from different hobbies. Like people write up these really insanely, like beautifully written posts about like sometimes it's about a video game like or sometimes it's about um let's say competitive running or something like Like, it's all over the place but there's a ton about magic the gathering on there so i'll read through them and try and understand and it's usually about like broken metas and stuff like that and all the crazy shit that happens because of them and how how they have to change them and all that good stuff yeah they went through some scrutiny recently they had like a the the competitive scene uh i guess they like lowered the cash prize winnings for like the actual in-game winnings which made like a lot of people upset um which i kind of understand which makes sense if you're playing at that level you've probably invested 40 grand in cards anyways so you got to make your money back yeah and like that whole scene is crazy actually vice did like a little mini documentary about a magic like a couple magic the gathering players and yeah they'll talk to them and be like you know these people have dedicated like money, 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 and time and time. And, you know, you go to these tournaments, there's no second prize pool. It's Mm -hmm. literally one person walks away with like a hundred thousand dollars, but they'll spend like 30, $40,000 to get there. Yeah. And if you don't win, that's on you. Like that's such a crazy, weird fucking thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it, but whatever. I don't have, I don't have a brain for that, I suppose. But, um, But yeah, Magic the Gathering is fun. Uh, it's been fun. I was playing that all day. I actually got up to gold status today, which is kind of dope. This control deck is a little bit insane, but <laughs> I've been riding that wave. But um, but yeah, we'll definitely have to check out the Slay the Spire co-op multiplayer. That's kind of cool. Yeah. We'll have to check that out and figure that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's Overwatch going? I know you're big uh, into Overwatch. Going good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... 
this month I've been playing it a bit more than I had been because basically the friends I used to play Overwatch with, we started watching 90 Day Fiance instead. <laughs> and just like, because that's like way less stressful. We're just having drinks and watching that and having a good time. But but we started playing more Overwatch and yeah, it's good. I'm just excited for the, they're coming out with Overwatch 2 uh, at some point. And really it's, it's essentially just Overwatch 1, but they're changing some of the broken characters and they're making it so each team is is only five players instead of six and what they're doing is removing a tank from each side which is good because my group of friends is we're usually four of us playing so this way we only have one random person instead of two and i like i hate to sound like an asshole i hate to sound like a broken record when i'm playing but it's literally like because me and my friends are like pretty decent um It'll give us usually like worse teammates to balance that out. But so what we end up with is every single time two random people who like don't play as a team who just suck and just like if, if they're decent, we'll win. If they're not, then we lose. And I'm just like getting so sick of it. So at least now it's only one person we have to deal with. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's like it, I know what you mean. Like a game like Overwatch, especially when you're with a group of people, it's like like when you bartend, like, you know how to like dance over each other that's what we used to call it you just know oh, how, like yeah. sides that run each other and so like when you're in a game like that with again with people they play continuously over and over with like you all learn each other's rhythms and you know you know hey johnny's good at this and bill's good at that mm-hmm. and to go off of that so that's i completely understand and yeah playing with like random people is like a nightmare um <laughs> it just is it just it's just it just it's that's like one of the big reasons that I have a difficult time playing online games is like, yeah. And I totally get that. Cause yeah. But then I guess with overwatch too, I, did I, I think, I think they're doing like a co-op mode though as well, right? Like a horde yeah, mode. So they're coming out with the PVP beta for those who don't know. That's like, you know, the, the main overwatch game is when you f- people fight each other, but uh, that beta is coming out in April. So they're actually making moves on that. The full Overwatch 2 with the PvP, the PvE, which is when you and your friends team up to fight like computers and like a level or whatever. Uh that there's still no word on any of that. That, that that'll be cool though, I think, because there's like progression and stuff in that mode. And it sounds interesting, but yeah, I, I don't know how like how much it'll keep my attention, you know, because like like the main Overwatch game I have, you know, over a thousand hours in. I don't know if I would be able to get that out of a a, a game mode where you're going against computers like that but i'm definitely interested to try it that's cool have they given like a any form of a release date or not yet <laughs> they like dude blizzard is such a mess that like <laughs> yes, they have like so people are like already like oh it'll be dead on arrival and stuff because they keep pushing it back and there's really no sign of it and i don't know i'm oh i'm i i think we actually talked about it maybe i don't know but how microsoft wants to buy blizzard and for for me oh they want to but it still has to get like approved by like the fec and all this Uh, stuff because like it might be considered like part of a monopoly at this point because microsoft is so huge uh but like to me that would be fantastic news because blizzard is just like such a shit show right now that i feel like microsoft could help them turn it all around Uh, yeah you would hope at least you know yeah 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 if anyone's unaware there's been blizzard Long story short, Blizzard made great games that, but they had this like really weird mentality of like, only the best can play Blizzard games. You <laughs> suck if you can't beat Diablo 2. Fuck you, go home and cry to your mommy. They, they had that mentality. They did. Um, and then they merged with Activision, who only amplified that by like a million. And that's, in my opinion, really when Blizzard kind of went downhill. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And like, there's been a ton of reports of, sexual harassment and like misconduct and like a frat boy 
lifestyle yeah and that, like, that all came out real recently mm-hmm. so like people are like oh that'd be kind of nice too if microsoft bought, bought it maybe they'd fucking turn all that around and make it respectable yeah i would hope so because you know blizzard does have you know i mean these are the people that made world of warcraft i mean yeah. fuck dude and um i i would hope so and um and yeah, I, I people I, that do games are dead upon arrival. It's like just like shut up, just well, shut I'll up. I'll tell like, people I play Overwatch, and they're like, "Oh, that's a dead game." No, I'm it's like, not. I, yeah, I've 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 played tiny games <laughs> that you literally play with the same people over and over again. That even those I don't consider dead because you can't play them. Blizzard. Or, or, or Overwatch, I mean, I have no problem getting into games. I am not playing with the same people. Like, I don't even think I really see the same people. Maybe if I do, it's like, oh, I saw that guy a couple days ago, that one guy. Like, it, th- there's no shortage of players. It's not the biggest game in the world, but it's not like... Pe- like, people just over-exaggerate. Like, when people say that Pokemon Go is dead because it's it's not, like, the number one game anymore, but it's literally, like, in the top ten still. But people are like, oh, it's dead because it's not as big as it used to be. <laughs> like, are you, like, millions of people play that fucking game. What are you talking about? Dude, there's, like, YouTube channels I've seen like I like YouTube a lot I don't know if you do but I like YouTube I use it when I work and yeah there's like whole YouTube channels dedicated to like predictions of things that are going to quote unquote die in the near future like in terms of games and then it'll also be a video of like what killed World of Warcraft? And they'll go into all these deals. It's just like, dude, just shut up. Like, <laughs> I don't give a flying fuck. Like, if you're only playing a game for its popularity, I, don't, I think you're missing the point of the game, you know? Yeah, like, that's it's, so bizarre. Yeah. Speaking of World of Warcraft, can I tell you a funny story? Oh, absolutely. I'm always down for a wow story. So, long story short, I think you know this about me. I lived in Saudi Arabia for a whole yeah. year. And, yeah. um, it was interesting. Um, I do think it's weird that you can't tell me why. You always say, oh, it's classified. <laughs> As I point a gun in your face. <laughs> don't uh, ask. Don't ask. No, I, it was, uh, I worked for a military contract, but I was, I was just a video editor. Um, so it was this company that trained the Saudi Arabian National Guard. I had no business being there. I, I don't like regret going there or anything. I'm not saying anything bad. It's just clashes of personalities, let's just sure, say. Sure. I didn't really fit in. Um so I was, I was a little bit, I had some friends there, but it was a weird experience. But anyway, I had World of Warcraft. I, that's when I started getting into it, uh, mm-hmm. was at that time. And, and, and it, it really, it helped me a lot because f- when you're in Saudi Arabia, all you have is time. And so if you're playing a game that demands a ton of time, it's like, dude, I got this. And, um, so when I was playing, I, I, I got really big into one of the expansions called Warlords of Draenor. It was a controversial expansion. I don't know. I really liked it. I don't know. But that was really where I started. Mm-hmm. As we're definitely like any of my knowledge of the game, I 90% of it will be that expansion. Right. And in it, long story short, you can get a garrison. Um, and you can use it to like like make better armor and uh, make better weapons and there was like light farming and you could like go get some iron and then go sell it on the the market for money, yada, yada, yada. So one of the things that you could do was it was this like recruitment board. You could, you could hire these NPCs. You never saw them. You just saw their name on a board and you could assign them to jobs and the jobs would take like eight hours, like in real time or 10 hours or 12 Mm -hmm. hours. And they had like a difficulty percentage and you could level up these, these NPCs. Um, 
And I like how I like how you're like sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. I like how you're like oh I don't know why it was unpopular, and then and then you're bringing up how they like start copying these mobile tactics of like yeah, wait eight <laughs> hours or pay real money to speed it up. They never, <laughs> oh, I wonder why people didn't like this. <laughs> there was a, well, and I also brought up the garrison because World of Warcraft is about doing everything together, and then in Warlords of Draenor they give you your own garrison that literally only you can go into. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it like isolates the player. But anyway, mm-hmm. so maybe I do get it. Um, but yeah, so. Anyway, they, okay. So if you picked a if you picked a follower and you picked a mission, it would tell you the percentage of success. You know, if you use this follower, you have a twenty five percent chance of success. If you fail, nothing really bad happens. You just don't get the reward, and the eight hours that you spent on it was for nothing. But it's all in the background anyway. It was literally just clicking buttons. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. just simple little dumb rewards. So anyway. This had been going on for a while, and I was kind of getting towards the, like, a little bit towards the end of, like, playing it. Um, again, as I mentioned earlier, like, playing with randos does get really exhausting, especially for me. And I didn't really have a dedicated, like, group to play with. I was in a raid or, like, a group or whatever. Um, not a raid, a, a whatever the fuck they're called. And um, anyway. A dungeon. I, no, the, the groups, the the... Oh my God, Jesus! Uh, a I'm guild? Getting, thank you. I'm getting old, and um, <laughs> a guild, and they were nice, but whatever. And um, I remember I was on—I think it was on like Reddit. It was like the World of Warcraft Reddit or something like that. And we were talking about earlier again how people like will just do anything to like kill a game. I'm going to expose the game, and I'm going to turn your opinion on this game that you like. Yeah. So again, these these follower missions had a percentage. Mm-hmm. And this person, I don't know who it is on one of these social, like Reddit or Facebook or something, they were writing, they wrote this like six page thing about like how they, they caught Blizzard. They caught him. They caught him in the lie. And their argument was that they sent one of their followers on a 50% chance mission. Okay. Uh huh. They sent the follower on a 50% chance mission. The follower came back with the mission failed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They sent, they sent the follower on the mission again. Eight hours later, came back. It was a fail again. Oh, no. And they they wrote that <laughs> oh, if you no. look at 50%, that means one in two. So if you send the follower on the mission twice, no. one of the, I'm not, I'm not making any of this up, one of the missions by mathematical certainty has to be a success. And they wrote it, and I'm dead serious. It was this huge, long, elaborate, like, got you, motherfucker. Like, I got you. I got you, Blizzard. Oh, and I remember, no. like, that was, I'm dead serious, kind of like, a huge turning point for me where I was like, I think I need to stop playing this game. Cause I started playing it with like random people. And I kept thinking in my head, like, are you one of these people that thinks these are the two? people I'm playing with? <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's a real embarrassing way to say that I never took a statistics class or like I, I never got past middle school math class, basically. It, like, come on. It, exactly. Uh, it's funny in retrospect, but I remember that's like like the curtain opened for me at that point. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, like there are these people and they exist in MMOs and I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like I have like a similar experience with WoW as I played it a couple. I played it in like 2020 is when I first played it. And I, I my most 
like memorable times in it were just by myself exploring the world and stuff like that's what I liked I, I had real friends who played it so we did some dungeons and that was a blast too so I liked that aspect of it too but I, yeah I never was interested in playing with random people but I feel like in order to really appreciate like the let's play together you had to have played it back in 2004 honestly like when that was actually necessary to do so yeah and you you had like you had to play with other people yeah it's because the the game was harder and there was no like matchmaking system so if you wanted to do a dungeon you had to actually like type to people and say hey want to do this dungeon together yeah or like i'm a healer and i'm willing to offer to help right yeah and um but then it's weird it's a weird anxiety because like I've been playing Final Fantasy uh, 14 online. I, I, I dabble in it for a little bit. It's okay. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, they're like they're they're coming out with a whole new revamp of the game, and that's like a big thing that they're advertising is that you can play the game 100% by yourself now. Like you can get AI oh. bots to go into the dungeons with you if like you're truly like yeah. anxiety ridden, having to deal with other people, which I kind of get, but it's just weird. I don't know. MMOs yeah, are weird. Yeah, I, I, I feel yeah. It's a weird. Because I really I like playing healers. Like when you and I played Overwatch together, I like I like healing, and same with MMOs. And um, you know, it's frustrating. There was like some dungeon I would go in, and the tank just runs in and just pulls every single goddamn enemy, yeah, and then they yeah. yell at you when they die. And it's just like, dude, it's I'm like I, there's not enough healing in the world to have protected you from what you just did. Yeah, Overwatch can be the same, where where a teammate runs out by themselves, gets pulverized, and is like why weren't you healing me? It's like, well, I was, you just took like damage from six fucking enemies at once. Like I can't out heal that. It doesn't matter who I am. I'm not going to out heal that. You literally ran into the red zone. I don't know what more to tell you. So. Yeah. Like no one, no one can help you there. That's like your own fault. Um, uh, I was going to ask, have you played Elden Ring? Yeah. Have you? Uh, no, I have not. I, um, so for those who don't know, Elden Ring is like the newest Souls game. Maybe people have heard of Dark Souls, but they're just known for being difficult. And that's kind of like the draw. Um, I, I played a little bit of Dark Souls 1 because I was looking. This is before any Monster Hunter games were on PC. And I was like, oh, I heard that Dark Souls is similar to Monster Hunter. I want to try that. But it, it really wasn't. And I know Dark Souls 1 is like way different than a lot of the other games. But um, my issue with it was like... So in, in Monster Hunter, it's all about killing the boss. And that's what I liked. Like, really, that's all the game was, was boss killing. But Dark Souls, at least the first one that I played, the minion, the little tiny monsters throughout the levels are just as much of a threat as the boss, really. And what, what annoyed me is I would kill all of them and then go back to the area and they'd all just respawn. And it's like, OK, now I'm just killing like minions the entire time. And it wasn't too. But I, I've heard that Elden Ring is really good. It's getting like really great reviews. I was wondering what you thought about it. I like it. It's I I if I was a gambling man, I'd put like ninety nine percent of my bet on it's gonna it's gonna win every single award. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Souls one is actually one of just my favorite games. Period. I think it's it's it is a beautiful game. I hear what you're saying. It's not for everybody, um, but I love it. There's something about like the speed and the pace is mm-hmm. perfect. No, well, I, like like I, I totally understand where you're coming from, and and. I, I, there's a lot that I did like about it and obviously if I watch someone who knows what the fuck they're doing play it they're gonna play it way differently than I did and and when when I watch them play it I'm like oh that looks like like what they're doing looks fun that's not what I was doing so like for me that was like the, the difficulty and but yeah 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 there's a, there's a learning curve that comes with it but it is a game like one of my favorite things is, so a lot of people don't I don't I don't know I don't know a lot of people may not know this uh, is that the, the Dark Souls games are actually very heavily inspired from Legend of Zelda games. 
Um, and if you really look at them, they are the same. It's just Dark Souls is like a little bit more adult. And by that, I mean, it's like super depressing and like everything is dark and everything. And there's is, lots of sex in it. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of big sex boobs, with skeletons. But I don't know, well, there's a lot of sex jokes, but that's because of different players. But um, but uh, it's it's a game like it it's got a, like it's got this like aha moment and see i love those moments in games where like all of a sudden something clicks and you're like aha mm-hmm. I, oh, I, yeah. I got it and dark yeah. souls has that in spades especially the, the number one and number three um so dark souls one is one of my favorite games and what i guess what i mean by like the speed is that like when you die in that game, especially kind of once it's clicked with you, you know why you died. And you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. all right, I get it. I kind of deserved it. You know, I fucked up here and there. Um, and Elden Ring, so kind of following the same line of like being inspired from Legend of Zelda, it's kind of funny then that Elden Ring is an open world Bloodborne or like a Souls game mm-hmm. after after Breath of the Wild. Breath of the yeah. Wild, and it's I I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's mm-hmm. very much intentional. So for that, it's very cool. It's just I don't know why in Dark Souls three and in Elden Ring, they just have the bosses move at these like astronomically fast moments sporadically, and it, I'm not trying to sound. I don't know. There's some people that be like, dude, you just got to get good. And I understand what they mean, but like, it's kind of annoying. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, if they just slowed it down like 20, 30% some of these boss fights, it would be perfect. So that's my only complaint because that's a carryover from Dark Souls 3. But all in all, yeah, it's a really good game. It's a fun game. Um, I think I'm only about a quarter of the way through it. So I definitely still have a ways to go. Um, I've been playing, I don't know if I told you this, I've been playing through 245 games. What? Simultaneously? Uh, no, I'm not that coordinated. No, uh, I, I mean like, sorry, not, not not literally at once, but I mean like, are you like juggling that many games or? So I, or? I wrote, I have like, I don't know, you and I have talked about this a little bit, how like, I think you're the same where we're like, I just have a, an absurd amount of games that i've just uh-huh. like collected from like the last like say 20 years i don't even know uh-huh. like on steam and like i would i was getting like free games from uh the epic store because they give like a free like three free games away every month and i would like just yeah, pick some yeah, and yeah. download them so i i wrote them all out all the games that i genuinely wanted to play and it came out to be 240 oh, Lordy, 245 Lord. games so i i've been beating i've been recording it as I play, I've been recording it. Maybe I'll stream it when I get a little bit more gutsy. Um, and then I have a number generator. Pick the next one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's been kind of fun. So I played um, A Plague's Tale, Innocence, uh, Control, which was pretty bad. And uh, I'm now playing Star Wars Republic Commando from like 2003 or something like that. <laughs> um but yeah, I've been trying to actually build it up. I'm trying to do a YouTube channel. I'm, oh, I'm trying awesome. to I'm trying to go down that path. Uh, it's funny. I actually have been thinking about you, Ronnie, while I've been working on it because I'm sitting alone in a room talking about <laughs> the game, and it's so hard for me. See, like this, I can just like drink a beer and talk to you for like six hours, and I'm fine. But you put me in a room by myself, and I. I'm like listening. I have to edit my own VO and I feel like I sound like a robot. It's really weird, uh, but whatever. It'll be whatever. So it doesn't matter. But uh, but that's been kind of a fun, uh, fun project. Uh, well, if I could say, because 
I saw you like I got a notification you were live the other day, but I could only watch for literally like 30 seconds because I was about to leave for work. So I hopped in and, and you were doing a good job. You're just like talking and like explaining what you were doing. So like if I had more time and I didn't know you, obviously, I would have stuck around because you were talking and explaining things when I don't know that anybody was like chatting with you at that moment. So, I mean, you're definitely getting better at it, it seems like. Yeah, I watch. I, yeah, it's all it's all practice. I watched some like YouTube video and he was like, even if you have zero followers, he's like, don't even look or like people watch whatever. He's like, just talk and i was like yeah all right fuck it well, so, well that's the practice. thing though is because the the so for anyone listening i used to stream on twitch i wasn't like big time or anything but i did make a decent amount of money just from the few viewers i would get so i must have been doing something right and and th- that that is like so true though because twitch doesn't it doesn't update your number right away so someone it takes like a, a minute or something to update so someone could be there and it says zero if you're just sitting there fucking dead eyed staring quiet at the screen who's gonna stick around for that yeah. you know what i mean yeah 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 do you do i you streamed um uh splinter cell recently but have, was that was that your last one I think it was. Yeah, that was with I have a friend who worked on that game. So sometimes him and I will stream and and I'll ask him questions and stuff. And uh, yeah, I think and like I really wanted to get back into it. The reason there's two reasons I stopped streaming and one was because of my sleep schedule. You know, I work night shift. So some nights I can't like I hate to be like, oh, I'll be live at 7 p.m. And then, (laughs) well, I can't fall asleep till fucking 2 p.m. Like I'm not going to get four hours of sleep and then try and stream. I'll be like a fucking zombie. So I just haven't done it really this year. But the other reason is like my computer just isn't strong enough anymore like well it is it depends on the game i'm playing but because i have two monitors now one of the monitors is 1440 hertz and uh like a uh, 1440p or whatever mm-hmm. um so like my my one graphics card just isn't strong enough and and then also like for whatever reason my computer doesn't like obs so it'll crash sometimes while i'm streaming and that's like a whole fucking headache when you know everyone gets into my stream and then my fucking computer crashes like oh no i gotta hop in the chat on my phone be like oh, i'll be right back and yeah so, so I, like all that i just kind of give uh, just around the time i start my podcast really because the thing i like about a podcast is i can put it out and people listen when they're able to with with twitch it's like i'd have friends or whatever like oh i'd love to be there when i'm busy and i'm like oh well that sucks because like like if i have three friends say that that i'm that's basically everyone who would watch me right away and then i'm not going to get more viewers and all this kind of stuff but yeah no like from what i've seen of you you've you've been doing a really good job i wish i wish i was around more when you were streaming me too we, but, we, we did the zelda the randomizer that's been that was i've been doing that that's been fun so you were yeah there i'm gonna mention thing. that on my podcast too be, uh, on, on this week's uh community jiggle because uh calvin is using a meatwad sprite so he is like meatwad going through a link to the past uh, so uh, it's funny actually i was playing that sprite and i actually i had to stop so there's what's called bomb jumping in legend of zelda link to the past where you actually detonate a bomb on yourself to push you over a gap because mm. there's no jumping in the game and there's one bomb jump in the ice palace where you have to line up pixel perfect to make the oh, bomb jump. Okay. And so the sprite of Link in A Link of the Past has a head and a body. There's actually two sprites merged onto one. Uh-huh. And uh, I need the information of the top of Link's head to determine if I'm in the correct spot. So I got there as Meepod. <laughs> 
I couldn't do it. I could. I tried for like an hour. I couldn't oh, do it because it, sure, it's like sure. maybe like once you have like the feeling down, maybe I can change. But for mm-hmm. right now, I can't do it. So I didn't finish that run uh, because I didn't have the information of the top of the head because it's just literally <laughs> Meatwad's lower body, which is the lower half of Link's sprite, which is kind of funny. But uh, yeah, that was funny. I, you and my friend Connor were there. And thank you. That was a fun night. So, yeah, no, I like, yeah, like I said, I wish I could just be there more. But just watching you play that game is like, like, because I, I did, I, I was on my phone, so I couldn't really explain it, but I was like, oh, I like the way that you move is like nice or something like that and that's just like like the way that you're using the mechanics to get around the level is like way above what i was when i tried to play that game it's just like it's it's like you're playing a different game almost than i was because you're just like fucking cruising around that place dude i've played that game like hundreds of times i'm actually at a point right now i'm really trying to get into it i'm like i'm i i beat it again today because i can play it on my switch not the randomizer but the main link to the past i can play it on my switch yeah i beat it about like I've been beating it about once every two days, uh, which is pretty cool. I'm kind of getting That's into awesome. it. Yeah, it's been fun. Kind of like I'm kind of hopefully maybe looking at like some speed running of some capacity. Yeah, you should so. definitely. Yeah, it's it's my favorite game in the whole world. So that's been that's been fun. The randomizer has been a ton of fun. So, um, but anyway, uh, what else in the game, the video gaming department? You're you're an awesome person. That again, it, you're like I play Overwatch. So I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I, I I don't really play like I, I played video games a decent amount it's just like a couple of games i'm trying to think overwatch 2 i'm excited for and they are making they're like remastering an old splinter cell game the first one which yeah is yeah. like exciting because the last splinter cell game came out almost 10 years ago at this point so like to get a new splinter cell game especially one based on the first one which like the the, the newer splinter cell games aren't as well received because they started to focus more on like action aspect as opposed to in splinter cell you're a spy you're stealthy you 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 try not to get spotted essentially so in in the second to last game conviction it's basically just an action game you're just running around fucking shooting people and it's like this isn't splinter cell this is like call of duty or something so so i'm excited like people are worried they're like oh even if they made a new splinter cell game it would suck they would just make it an action game but if they're basing it off of the first game and the developers working on it have said like you know why they love the first game which is because of the stealth reasons then hopefully it'll be you know what more in line with what people want from a splinter cell game so i'm excited for that yeah what's the second one uh pandora tomorrow that's the one i have played that one from start to finish and that is an amazing game i actually i've played a little bit of it the interesting thing about that game is you actually cannot buy that game on pc because of the way it was coded or whatever it doesn't really play nice with modern systems you can like download it for free and then you can download a bunch of um mods to make it work so i i did that like literally because i I can't buy it like legitimately and i played like through the first level and i i loved it but i I never got back to it yeah and like it's a cool game because like they don't they don't they don't explain like everything to you really kind of have to figure it out um which is you know a lot of people don't like but again it's like that aha moment where like holy shit like I can do all of this in one mm. game. It's it's mm. not. So yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with it. And hopefully it sticks to its roots, but just presents it in a modern day format. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that. I'm excited for that too. Because I agree. I played a little bit of Blacklist 
and it's fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like, do you want a lethal or a non-lethal option? It's like, I want pure stealth option. Well, that, that, like, that was the nice thing about Blacklist, though, is that you could choose. Like the game before that conviction, you couldn't. You had okay. to fucking just mow people down. <laughs> it's like, well, what the hell is this? This isn't a Splinter Cell game. So Blacklist, like at least you could, like to its credit, um, you can play it how you want. And also there are some multiplayer levels that are really in line with the original Splinter Cell games. So like that aspect I like, but then they did add some other modes which, while fun, I'm not dissing those modes, but it's like they're not Splinter Cell. It's just like an action game. That's cool. Yeah. So Blacklist at least like brought things kind of back around, but it just did not sell as well as they wanted it to. And uh, it's been 10 years. They, they, they've they made like new Splinter Cell DLCs for other Tom Clancy games. <laughs> yeah, like Rainbow Six. Yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. Rainbow Six and then like Ghost Recon. They actually had the original voice actor do some like dialogue for uh, a DLC as Sam Fisher, the the Splinter Cell character. But yeah, like so obviously like they they're acknowledging the the franchise and they're you know they they know it exists still but they're they haven't made anything new until now uh, that's cool yeah well I, I look forward to that as well i think that'll be interesting so hell yeah all right let's um let's jump into a new category sounds good let's what do we got we got movies music and tv let's do tv i don't know anything about tv let's do it <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't even own a tv bro. i don't even know what a television is <laughs> i'm so fucking modern um what is 90 Day Fiance? Please tell me everything about this. It is so it is where couples who have been dating online, uh, one person lives in the United States, one person lives in another country and they apply for what's called a K-1 visa, which is where the person in the other country can come to the United States. But you have 90 days to get married. Otherwise, they have to go back. <laughs> Okay. And so, I mean, your laughter, that's that's about how it is. Yeah. Like, very few of these relationships actually work out. It's a fucking disaster. It's a shit show, and I just can't get enough of it. And, like, my friends and I were just, like, getting more and more people to watch with us. Because people, at first, they're like, eh, I don't know. But they, they hop in real quick, and then they're, <laughs> next thing you know, they're up till fucking 5 in the morning with us watching this shit. It's they're insane. Hooked. They're hooked. It's insane. And there's so many spinoffs, too. Like, so there's 90 Day Fiance. There's uh, Before the 90 Days which is it, it documents them before they actually apply for the visa. Those ones are usually fun because a lot of the times they haven't even met yet to get a K one visa. You actually have to have met. So 90 day fiance, the relationships are a little bit more established, but b- before the 90 days, they haven't even met yet. So like a lot of times people are getting catfished. There's people oh getting lied. Like, that's crazy. Then there's also a uh, 90 day, the single life, which I haven't watched that yet, but that's where, Usually their relationship in 90 Day Fiance didn't work out, so they're back on the market. And usually, like like for that show, it's usually the craziest fucking characters okay. from the main show. Um, you, you do run into people who clearly are there to be on camera and they're just acting up for the camera. That I'm not interested in because it's like, ah, this is just dumb reality TV. But there are people who are like legitimately just fucking like there's something wrong with them. And, and and I know that's awful to be like, this is voyeuristic about it, but it's like, you're the one putting yourself on TV. So I'm not going to feel bad for watching you because you're just like deranged. And this is, this is the most insane television I've ever seen in my life. Does this fall into like the shitty film category of like this? Like, yeah, it's like, we, we all have it. You know what I mean? Like I can't not watch this. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That, that, that's a good way to put it. If, um, if one wants to, if one wants to watch Ninety Day Fiance, where would one go? Uh, that'll be on Discovery Plus. 
which is what I found to be the best streaming service that ever existed because it's like five bucks with ads, but you, I think it's like seven or eight bucks without ads. I use my friend's account, so luckily I don't pay for it, but um, yeah, Discovery Plus has just all those like TLC kind of reality TV shows. And, and I, I guess what I read is that uh, whoever owns HBO Max and whoever owns Discovery Plus, like they're getting bought up or some shit or they're merging or something like that. So HBO Max and Discovery Plus, I think are going to be merging at some point. Wow. So that'll be like hands down the best streaming service because HBO Max is already fucking insane. They have like all the Adult Swim stuff, all, you know, all the HBO stuff, which is just crazy. And now they're getting all this reality TV stuff thrown into it. It's just going to have like everything. Oh my gosh, that's going to be crazy. You, you were we're never gonna see you ever again <laughs> just, just i'll just this. i'll just be glued to the tv you're like yeah all of a sudden i'll like listen to the new dancing is forbidden podcast and you're like all right guys we're changing the formula and you take yeah, a drink right. of a cigarette we're going to 98 fiance aqua scene is so last year <laughs> so early 2000s with with stanger from Metallica. <laughs> stanger fucking stanger dude um how so how did you how did you fall into this pit was this like one of the friends I watch it with, she mentioned to us because because my my fiance Hannah and I we were watching a show called Married at First Sight, which is where people they they get matched by these matchmakers to get married together without having met each other. That show like it, it's fine, like there's some good moments, but there's so much recap that it's just hard to watch. Like they reuse footage just just constantly on like unashamedly they just reuse footage all the time and it just got kind of old and we were telling our friend this and she's like oh well have you seen 90 day fiance <laughs> and she's like I, I have discovery plus you can use my account and then that's how we fell into uh watching it now as a big group so you and your, your fiance hannah have just like fallen into this together yeah that's yeah cool. yeah it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun who is your favorite character and why or like who's your favorite uh, bit? like there's so like every season is new couples oh, so we've okay. seen a couple seasons at this point but like it's always it's always fun when there's a musician like there's always like a like almost every season has a rapper in it who's like some third world country rapper who like obviously is probably just going on the show to try and get his music career taken like off the ground and so i i love those ones where you can actually go to their youtube page and see all their songs and stuff and it's just a bunch of other 90 day fiance fans like saying shit from the show in the comments it's just a good time that's funny that's funny as fuck all right i hey man hbo i'll check it out so how many seasons of this goddamn show are there? Oh, there's more than I can watch in a lot. Like, like between all of the different shows that are based on this universe, there's like no shortage of content. And they're coming out with like new episodes all the time for all the shows. So, dude, and it's nuts, man. Like, yeah, that whole thing, that shit is insane. It's huge. It's ginormous. It's like too big to stop. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like, it's so cheap for them to produce. That and they make so much money on it because it's like so addicting because they just find the craziest fucking people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like it's always funny too that term reality TV because oh, there's yeah. nothing real about any of this. Real people don't oh, do yeah. this, you know. And like uh -huh. it's just funny, like like you know, there's like some producer doing a line of coke. He takes a, a drag of a cigarette and he's like, all right. I want you to tell Billy he's got a small dick, okay? You tell <laughs> Billy he's got a small dick, we're fucking firing yeah, you. Yeah, like, like there's some things that just seem so weird and we're all just like, yeah, like they probably were made to do that because that doesn't make any sense. Like it's, it doesn't make sense with their, excuse me, it doesn't make sense with their character. And a lot of times too, you can tell like with the edit, they're really 
really stretching to make something dramatic <laughs> when it was not whatsoever. They'll show the preview like it's the craziest shit you've ever seen. Like leave the episode on a cliffhanger and we're like, all right, we got to watch the next one. That's crazy. And then we watch the next one and it's like, oh, that was so anticlimactic because they just like so much of it is just editing to make it seem crazier than it really was. Oh, a million, a million trillion percent. Yeah, I watched one season of Survivor and I did oh, it. Yeah, I yeah. did it. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> it was the same thing. It was just like, it, it, dude, it's reality TV. It's like no one's on an island holding a basketball above their head for 12 hours because they're trying <laughs> to win money. That doesn't happen. But, um, but yeah, dude, no, that like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't watch a ton of TV, uh, but I'll, I'll share with you my, I don't know what you call it, reality, uh, what do you call it, like, <laughs> it's just like a, your, addiction your pantheon to, of favorite reality shows it's not even a reality show it's oh. literally real life but i'm super addicted this has nothing to do with television um one of my favorite things this is gonna sound really mean okay bear with me okay <laughs> okay a lot of people okay like let's let's take brad pitt okay when people are like yo brad pitt made 70 million dollars on that movie uh-huh. That's the brand, right? That's the brand Brad Pitt. Because uh-huh. behind Brad Pitt is, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 people, you know, oh, that are yeah, like sure, sure. booking him and, you know, they represent him and they talk for him. And, and then when whatever, whatever actor that has all these people behind them, like goes out and like says a racial slur on live TV, then they have people to like cover for you. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh, it's yeah. this whole brand, it's this whole team. And obviously that team is also like good, positive things, not just bad things, but of like talking to directors based off like, Hey, we want, you know, Brad Pitt to work on X, Y, and Z type of movie, you know, so you have mm-hmm. people that are looking out for you. Yeah. So then you have like, speaking of YouTube, you have like YouTube content creators. Mm-hmm. And there's, I recently discovered this. There's a whole pantheon of stories of like how these people came up in the world and just ruined it all in like a matter of like, <laughs> like 10 minutes. It's just hubris. Like they get so big and then they think they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because some of these people are like as big as Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They don't have a team behind them. They don't have. Yeah, they're just like they, they just live like they, they work from home in their fucking house. They probably don't go anywhere. They're like disassociated from the real world completely. So there is one. I've been watching a few of these stories and just like watching I, because and it's it, it is sad because it's like I, I can't imagine the amount of pressure. Imagine 10 million people watching every word oh, you I say. I would do the same like, thing as like any of these fucking crazy people. Oh, like, you'd I, snap. Like, yeah. All of us would. Yeah. Like, no, like nobody, there's very few people who are above like just going fucking batshit psycho once you reach that level of, of stardom. Yeah. Cause it's like, no matter what you do, you're, you're going to be scrutinized for it. And I, it's nuts and, and it's hard and it's tough and it's a weird, it's just a weird life. It's something that is only you know, become very popular in the last like 10 years, you know, and these uh-huh. Vine celebrities and Instagram celebrities and YouTube celebrities and all this stuff. But there is one guy <laughs> in particular, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't really care. Uh, he goes by DSP. Have you ever heard of this? Have you ever I heard of him? So, no. Dark Side Phil. It's this whole journey of how not to be a human being. And, um, <laughs> I don't want to talk a ton about it on this podcast because that's not what this is about. But like, if let me just say this: if you're bored someday and mm-hmm. you've got literally nothing to do, like nothing sounds fun, just hop on YouTube and like 
type in DSP. I promise you won't regret it. So that's like my reality TV. And um, I'll find new stuff about like This is a guy that has... Let me give you a little one example, okay? And then yeah. I'm going to shut up about it. This is a guy who, like, a long time ago went on. He was uh, connected to Machinima. I don't know if you remember them, but they were, like, a yeah, big platform yeah. for games and content creators and all that. Mm-hmm. And he was playing um, Dead Space. Remember that game? Yeah, I know what that is. And he was pretending that he was, like, the last Nazi and that all the monsters were Jews. Oh, come on, dude. Oh my God, dude. It's so like cringy and it's so awkward. And then this is like a person that is the most unapologetic person on the face of this planet. So anyway, all I'm trying to say is that like, we all have that like raunchy reality TV addiction in our lives. And that is a little bit of mine. So there's almost like, because no offense to you, because I fall in the same camp, is I feel like a lot of us live relatively boring lives. Yeah. Stable lives, like luckily, yeah. which is a blessing. Yes, but, yes. But there's a part of like your brain that's like, I need to see some crazy shit. I need to see like <laughs> I need to see someone doing something fucking outside completely of my orbit of of life. Yep. That uh, like is so far beyond anything that is going on with me that just just lets me know what else is going on out there. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And I no offense taken. I'm the I yes, my my girlfriend and I it's like Saturday night we're watching a movie eating Cut up strawberries with whipped cream. What's up? We're crazy. Exactly. Let me go watch someone else ruin their fucking life now. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fun. So that's that's my reality TV. Uh, But what else? What else in the realm of TV? What else? What else have you Um, seen? Watch, witness, like, dislike. What pops out? Um, I a show I've actually been watching through a decent amount that I haven't really talked about is a show called Kenny versus Spenny. Okay. Which, uh, yeah, I, I hadn't heard of it either. Actually, it was one of my followers on Instagram posted something about it on my on my Aqua Team page. So I, I checked it out and one of the guys wrote for South Park. So I'm like, oh, I like South Park. And this is like, it's it's an early 2000s to like 2010 reality show but but obviously like it's scripted and stuff but the point is it's it's these two guys who are doing all these competitions like every episode is a new competition and they're both like really funny but in different ways of course one guy is the raunchy like edgy guy the other guy is like kind of the uh straight man kind of intelligent pushover kind of guy and like like some of the competitions are for example who can stay awake the longest but there's also (laughs) who can keep a poop in their pants the longest (laughs) And like, like, uh, there's one where it's who can 69 the longest. So what they're like, they're basically like harnessed to each other in a 69 position just to see and they, they have to like live like and see who who gives up first and it's just like some like some of it is like like again like who can stay awake the longest isn't gross like for example who can who can dance the longest like there's like some endurance ones like that but then there's like just really disgusting ones um and then like just like silly ones like like who can put on the best concert and stuff so like they're all over the place but i just like both of the guys personalities so much that's uh, all the episodes are on YouTube for free. One of the guys on it, Kenny, he's, he puts the, he put them all out for free when the show got canceled 10, 10 years ago. But now what he's doing is re-uploading everything in 4k, like upscaled quality. That's awesome. So like every, like, like a couple times a week, he'll, he'll put out like a, a quote new one. Obviously it's not a new episode, but for me it's new. So I'll watch it. I'll like watch the newer ones when he uploads them in better quality. So yeah, that's my, like, I really like that show. It's just, I don't know. It's, it, it's from Canada. So like I had never heard of it. I, I guess it aired in the United States for a while, but it was never on my radar. I've just been really enjoying that. But outside, outside of that, like, cause that is, is a reality show uh, to an extent, but 
Um, otherwise, I don't think I've been watching a lot of non-reality TV besides Aqua Teen, of course. <laughs> of course, naturally. <laughs> Which, like, I almost forgot to mention. Like, oh yeah, I guess I watch fucking ton of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Do you have a favorite character of Aqua Teen? Yeah. Um, like of the main characters, it's so hard to pick. Yeah. Especially at not to sound pretentious, but like at the level I watch it at where I'm seeing what every character, like what they're being used for in each specific episode, like for each episode, I probably have a favorite character, but that, that could change between episodes. Um, like as a kid for me, it was always Meatwad, So I'll have to go with Meatwad Cause like, if it wasn't for Meatwad, I wouldn't have like got so attached to the show as he's a kid. A, he's adorable. Yeah. Like, like that's, and I think that's, that's what Aqua Teen had compared to other shows on at the time is, is it really had that kid appeal to an extent with Meatwad and, and also just being a little bit more cartoony than the other shows that it really like made it easier for me to get into as opposed to like C lab yeah. or yeah. space ghost. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. It's got this like hook. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine sent me a meme once and the meme said there are two types of people in this world or no, it was two types of people in a relationship. The person who talks for the dog and the person who talks to the dog. <laughs> and I definitely, I have a little, he's a little 16 pound Havanese. He looks like a teddy bear and I love him. I love him to death. His name is Otto. He's, I love him. And I love talking for him all the time. It's like my favorite thing. This may sound weird to some people. I have no idea. Is what I do. And I'm going to say that there's about a 30% Meatwad in that voice. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's what Dave Willis said, who voices Meatwad. He said, like, that voice, that's the voice he would use to talk to puppy dogs and babies. So, like, yeah, that's literally it. Like, that's where it originates from. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, like, oh, God. <laughs> and, like, Meatwad's got this, like, he's got this just, like, yeah, right. Attitude. You know what I mean? He's just got yeah. this like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. He just goes with the flow. He doesn't really question anything that often. And so like when I, with like my dog, it's like the same thing. Because dogs are very much like that. Like I'm going to stand up and go in the other room and they're like, yeah, right. I'm going to go in the other room with you. And um, so a little bit of that is carried. It's, it's the weird thing about that show too especially like listening to your podcast because I've been rewatching it slowly on HBO. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't binge watch Aqua Teen. Oh, yeah. Really, it's like it's too much nonsense. Yeah. You got to kind of take it one episode at a time. Um, but it's been a re it's been a lot of fun rewatching it. And um, um, it's just nuts how much fucking has like carried with me mm -hmm. like throughout my life. Yeah. Um, oh, God. What's the episode? Oh, we're the, uh, remember the episode where Carl tricks out his pool with the neon lights. Oh, yeah, that's that's an early one. I, I can't recall which one, but yeah, it's one of the first like five, I think. I think, I think that's episode three. That's my favorite one. The do um, what now with Blunenstein. Oh, no, that's episode yeah, that's episode five, Blunenstein. You're right. It, it is Blunenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but anyway, like Master Shake comes out in the backyard. He sees the pool with neon lights and like the flame yeah, yeah, yeah. decals on it. And he goes, that's tricked out, my friend. And like, <laughs> I still say that to this day. It's fucking weird how yes. much of the show is like stuck with me. Hey, how you doing? You know, yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, that, I mean, that that's like. Like I started the podcast just because it was like, oh, let's dive into Aquatine. But but as I go on with it, and I'm sure this will continue, I'm becoming more and more interested in how the show affected its viewers, and and, and I'm more interested now, like in the viewers than the show itself, because we've all been affected this same way. Like like you you can't be a huge Aquatine fan and not quote it 
Oh, like no. it's just like impo- like it's impossible. Yeah, because there's so many quotable lines from that show, and it's just like so interesting how this specific show infused itself so much into into our personalities. That you know, obviously there are other shows that have had this effect, but but not many shows that have had that effect really. Like it, it, it's like a, t- a top tier of, of show can influence somebody like that. Well, it's funny because it's like a show that you watch. I think it's like one of those shows that you watch and you're like, no one else is watching this. I'm the only one alive watching this. And like, I never really talked to other people about it. I had a couple of friends, a couple of like stoner buddies back in high school, you know, that really liked it. And we'd quote it every now and then, but then that was kind of it. And so, yeah, kind of getting back into it and hearing you talk about it. And yeah, having, you know, like you have people call in and talk about how they got into Aquatine and like your Instagram and seeing the comments of, you know, I posted recently like K5 because that's my favorite <laughs> fucking joke K- from that episode. K5. <laughs> yeah, K5. And then you posted, you made like a second post and then somebody else made the comment K5. And it's like, yeah. see, it's like, is this shit sticks with you, man? It's fucking weird. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a weird show for that. So. Yeah. Abs- yeah. And that's, what's been surprising for me too. Cause, cause yeah, I'm like, I'm a similar boat as you. I, I, in middle school, there was one kid who watched it. And then later on I started dating a girl and she, she was into it and her dad was actually into it. But beyond that, I only have like one other friend who was ever into it. And it's just, you know, so, wonderful to see how many people like from all walks of life all like orientations all races everything yeah and and ages are are into this show like i i figured it'd be mostly people our age and older <laughs> but i'm getting like you know like i have this this 13 year old kid that calls <laughs> yep, in yep. and leaves voice. like like and that that blew my mind when i saw how many young people are, are getting into the show now mm-hmm. it's like i did not i i honestly i thought the show would maybe be too I don't want to say like I'm not saying like oh all young people are snowflakes but like a lot of it has not aged well. No. And I figure that that might just put a lot of younger folks off but it it hasn't. Luckily because uh, you know the intentions behind the show I think were good. It's not like 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 Dave Willis I know is like a huge lefty and stuff. It's not it's not like they were trying to be offensive or anything but yeah it's just like wonderful and especially too you know i i didn't want to be weird in the podcast episodes but i've gotten a couple female callers now which is like i think really nice because i on instagram i know a lot of women who like they'll reach out to me who love the show and and i i want everyone to know that that like it's not just a guy's show like there's tons of of women who love this show too like everyone likes this show It, it it like just reaches so far and i don't think a lot of people notice that because like you and like me before i started this podcast i'm like oh nobody really cares about this show yeah you know what i mean but that's just really not the case well and it's one of those shows like i remember um metalocalypse uh i have a friend who is a he's an absolute metalhead i i the uh-huh. music he's into i can't even describe it and he <laughs> loves metalocalypse and i remember uh-huh. uh, another friend of mine asked him once like dude like why do you watch that show they're making fun of you and like in like what you're into and he was like yeah and it's like you're, you're not <laughs> laughing yeah. like when like when aqua teen like you're laughing at how absurd and how stupid these people are oh yeah, yeah. and and that's where like it kind of gets away with it is that mm. you know master shake you know you love him but you fucking hate him and so oh, he yeah, says exactly. all these absolutely just horrible things and like you said there's some parts of the show that have an age well like it, they wouldn't get away with it now I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's a particularly like offensive show because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, God damn it. You went there. I can't believe you did this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And um, but yeah, anyway, it's 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 been fun. It's been fun catching up and it's obviously been fun listening to your podcast on that as well. So. <laughs> 
Well, uh, w- real quick to touch on Metalocalypse, I guess, since we're still in our television section, that might be one of the few other shows I might consider diving into, like after I finish Aqua Teen, because I was I, I, I was there when that the, the first episode aired. I was so excited because I was like 13 at the time. I was super into that kind of music at the time. So it was like the show for me. And with your friend, like th- like so the guy behind the show is Brandon Small and he does like a lot of the voice voices he he writes the show but he also does like all the music so like he is a real metalhead so like even though they're mocking metal fandom in a way it's laughing with it not it, at it yes yeah that's a great way to put it yeah because like and they, they have like actual metal musicians do like like guest voices and stuff on the show so and, and uh, obscure musicians too it's not just like oh we got the guys from metallica to come on like some huge band it's like they'll get these niche metal bands to make appearances too which is just like you know obviously they just loved that music so and, and kind of unrelated but my favorite band is smashing pumpkins and one of my favorite things to do when i was younger was go on i think that website was encyclopedia dramatica i don't know if you know what that is but it's basically like a really raunchy wikipedia that is just like <laughs> super edgy okay. and i would go to the smashing pumpkins one on there because all it was doing was shitting on smashing pumpkins and i thought that was the funniest thing because in order to make those jokes you have to really like know the smashing pumpkins so obviously it was somebody laughing like with it and not at it so like i don't know like there's just a real market for that kind of thing where where at least i i love when someone who is also a fan of something that i like makes fun of it because like we're laughing together with like about that not just like oh that band you like sucks and just leave it at that yeah and and uh i was i was actually i was getting my haircut recently um i'm 35 years old so i don't know i've had an abundance of barbers throughout my life and my current barber her name is marge and she's awesome she's a 10 out of 10 person um things that are like forced i have a really hard time with like you know when you go to the bank and they're like have a good day mr neely it's like fuck you you didn't know my name was ryan neely the fucking machine <laughs> told you my name you don't actually know who i am yeah that <laughs> shit is like it's like it's just it's just like it's just it just rubs my fur the absolute wrong way so i've always had a really hard time with like barbers because like talking to them is forced and so oh, anyway yeah, yeah. so the, the person that i'm with now her name is marge she's awesome um it's actually like an experience that i genuinely like look forward to now which is really cool and um anyway i was getting my haircut recently and we just were like bitching about music i don't even know we were just talking about music and um she was like yeah and there's some fucking people in this world fucking they just want to suck tom york's dick whatever fucking he comes out with they fucking <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm one of them. And she like looked at me and I was like, it's cool. I get it. Like we are annoying. I yeah, understand yeah, yeah. completely. And like you just said, like it's funny to laugh at it because it's like, yeah, you're right. Like whatever that man puts out, I'm like, it's fucking gold. I just stamp it even before I've listened to it. You know, like, yeah. yeah you're like, yeah, the, the new Smile album is amazing. I'm like, well, it's not out it's yet. Not out like, yet. I, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fucking great, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it is It's good to laugh uh, at ourselves. Um, that's how radio, I, that's that's what I love. Like Radiohead overall is a band I like. I do not like OK Computer. I have tr- tried to change this stance. I cannot. I've given it many chances. But every single Radiohead fan I've talked to and I explain that, you're always just like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. No, I do. And uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not cracking up on that can of worms. Like there's there might be people listening right now that are like rolling their eyes like, oh, fucking here we go. Okay, I was going to talk about Tom York. Uh, no. And um <laughs> Uh, television, um, 
Another really good. I, I'm a little late to the party. Have you seen True Detective? No, uh, I've seen snippets. My fiance was watching it, and I, I know that she ended up like dropping it. She didn't finish it. Um, obviously, I don't completely know why, but I am familiar with it. So it's really weird. I watched the third season. It's a long story why, and I really liked it. And um, th- there's this like, there's this like challenge. Like I hear people like. I fucking hated that movie or if like, like general audiences didn't like something, there's this like challenge in me where I'm like, what am I going to like about it? You know what I mean? Uh Yeah. Uh, And so uh, season two got like shit on really heavily. I haven't watched it yet. Um, So I was like, I really want to, a lot of people said they were really disappointed the ending from the first season of true detective. Uh, My girlfriend being one of them. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go in head first because I got to figure this out. And I, and uh, so we watched the first season of True Detective. I won't spoil anything. It is really good. I highly recommend it. Um, there's one scene, Matthew McConaughey's in it, and I love Matthew McConaughey. And um, I don't want to spoil anything. He basically has to go with a biker gang into an all-black neighborhood for effectively a heist. And it is, and I mean this in all sincerity, the best television that I've probably ever seen in my entire life. Oh shit. That's a, that's some big talk right there. Calvin. It, yeah. It, it was insane that you've seen breaking bad and you're still saying, this? yes. And I don't just mean it's, 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 it's like, like I love, yeah. Breaking bad is a great show. I love breaking bad. Breaking bad is the story, but like this scene in terms of the, like the dynamics of filmmaking and the like organization and the planning that they had to do, it's like one continuous long take oh okay it's in fucking sane it's in fucking sane so like if anyone listening is into like the technicalities of filmmaking has it been on the fence about true detective i would highly recommend it um i can understand why people didn't like the ending i liked it um it's it's a little weird and it leaves you unfulfilled but that's the life of a police detective so it technically did its job miraculously. You may not agree with it, but that's what it did. That makes sense. Um, really good. 10 out of 10. I, I'm asking Hannah now, maybe I'm thinking of a different show. Cause like what she was watching didn't was Matthew McConaughey in all the seasons. No. So uh, okay. I, I, there's like some disconnect where it seems like the seasons aren't connected, but I feel like the third season and the first season are connected and there's this really, so then everyone shits on the second season. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I'm going to watch it as soon as I can. So the, there's like this really weird thing about like the number, the number two in things get shit on until they don't. It's really weird. Like a lot of people don't know this, but actually Empire Strikes Back from Star Wars got shit on super heavily when it came oh, out. Yeah. And now in 2022, it's literally like the fucking thing that is holding Star Wars together. It is the fucking glue. That's all Star Wars has left is Empire Strikes Back. But when it came out, people didn't like it. Um, another great example is, um, did you ever play the Metal Gear Solid games? I've played Snake Eater, or uh, the third one, I think it is. Oh, where is it? The Jungle? Yeah, yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2 is a beautiful game. It is amazing. It is a fucking 10 out of 10 game. That's also one of my favorite games of all time. And when it came out, everyone hated it. Mm. And then everything came out 
all the Metal Gear Solid games came out, and then all of a sudden everyone was like, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2 is really good. So, like, the number two has this weird curse. Right, so I'm right. hoping that, like, the number two of True Detective is misunderstood now, but will be understood later on. But I don't know. That's... That makes sense. That's my hopes and my my anticipation for the second season. So I'll report on this at another time. <laughs> but well, um, it's possible that the the second thing usually gets more love later on because sometimes like it's like all the stuff that came out later fucking sucked. So when this then then like in comparison, that second thing everyone thought was so bad is like, oh, this is actually way better than most of what we got after it. So this is not so bad. Not so bad. And it's also one of those things though that like the number the number two in anything, whether it's the second act of a film or the second part of a trilogy, is where you have to like tear your heroes down. And like people don't like that. Um, mm-hmm. Can I tell you another quick story? Uh, yeah, that's what we're here for. Dude. <laughs> my friend, uh, my friend Connor, who actually was in the chat with you uh, on on. Um, What's the streaming Twitch? Um, <laughs> he was in the Twitch chat with you when I was playing that the ran, the, the the randomizer from Zelda the other night. My friend Connor is a, a really 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 good uh, Call of Duty player, um, uh-huh. and he streams on Twitch. And I was watching his Twitch recently, and I was like, "Hey Connor, how you doing?" I you know I typed, and obviously he's playing the game so he can talk. And he was like, "Hey Calvin, how are you?" I was like, "I'm good. You know, it's good to see you. You're really good at Call of Duty." Blah 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 blah. And I was watching him, and then a bunch of people came in. And he was like, hey, Calvin, are you still here? And I typed back, yes, I'm still here. And he was like, dude, I just finished up uh, the Boba Fett whatever fucking show, the Book of Boba Fett on fucking Disney. Uh-huh. He was like, I thought it was really good. What did you think of it? And I was like, I haven't I haven't watched it. I, like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with Disney. That, oh, whoa. Yeah, I'm like, I'm done with Disney. Uh, so therefore, I'm kind of done with Star Wars. Um, I haven't seen it. I, I, I'm kind of done. I'm, I'm just kind of done with Star Wars and it sucks to say that, but it's the truth. And then of course it started a whole argument. <laughs> <laughs> it started a whole argument in the chat. Yeah. And, uh, and my friend Connor said something to the fact he was like, I'm sorry, Calvin for bringing it up. And I typed, I was like, dude, it's okay. I just kind of feel like I'm going to get stabbed. And I swear to God, hand in the Bible, somebody typed, yeah, you are. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Shit. Yeah, like you can't like shit on like and like one person in that chat wrote like, I don't like that Boba Fett gets knocked down the whole time. And it's like, that's literally what a fucking hero is. They have to get knocked <laughs> down so that they can rise above it. Like, do you want to just see them succeed the entire time? So that's where I feel like the number two is this curse. It's this like, it's where you have to like physically tear apart your heroes, but people don't like to see that. Because mm-hmm. I guess we only want to see success, but it's weird because it's like, well, it takes it takes a low to make a high. You it know, it takes conflict to make a story. Otherwise, it's just fucking Boba Fett walking around being the boss for fucking ten episodes. What kind of enjoyment is that? Exactly. It takes it takes you have to go down on a roller coaster in order to go back up. Like even even Tommy Wiseau knew this when he wrote his <laughs> like it, it seems like he really wanted to make Johnny just like the best person ever. But even Johnny had fucking conflict. Like you can't you can't have a story story without that. You can't. You can't. <laughs> You can't have anything without the room. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Without and, the room, there is no life. So, uh, that, that's the point of what I was saying. This is no way, shape, hint, or form it. Anything that's to come on this podcast in the near future. Zero percent. Promise you. <laughs> nothing about the room is ever going to come Dude, up on this podcast. So there's a podcast where they 
I think it's like two guys and they just watch the same movie over and over again. And like every episode, like every week, they like watch the, the same movie. I would love to do something like that with The Room or, or just like have a podcast based around showing different people The Room or something. I don't know. I just love that movie so much that I could easily have a whole podcast centered around it. But I, I don't know how it would work. Dude, I don't know. I yeah, I I love it. But um like I was saying, like you can't binge watch Aqua Dinner Reverse. You can't binge watch the room. I can't. I love <laughs> it's not, it. It's not good for you. Uh, I, if you binge watch Aqua Teen, you'll be all right. But if you binge watch the room, you'll probably get sick or something. You should. Nobody should see Tommy Wiseau's ass that many times. No, in a week. no. And like, I mean, yeah, is he having sex with their belly button? But um, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get into all of that. It raises too many questions that the human mind was not built to comprehend. Oh,